0: And we are continuing in our sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. We'll be looking at um, chapter 6, and as soon as I get there, I will, yes, chapter 6, verse 16 through 18, and uh, you might read along um, with me. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks ago we looked at uh, the three uh, some of the three uh, marks of piety That were um, well respected at the time when Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. You had, uh, first of all, giving to the poor and the needy. You had prayer. And then, thirdly, today we have fasting. And in all of these three areas, there was a, a righteousness that Jesus is saying we must surpass. We must surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees, because what the Pharisees did was they in all of these areas, uh, they did what they did. They gave to the poor, they prayed and they fasted in order to be seen by people as opposed to doing it for God himself. And we covered that in detail a couple of weeks ago. Today, we're going to look pointedly at the subject of fasting. It's not something that in. Evangelical uh, culture, evangelical churches often is emphasized, um, and yet in our own culture, in American culture, there's a growing uh, trend in fasting and intermittent fasting for health reasons. It might be skipping uh, a couple of meals a couple times a week. There are many numbers of ways that people do that for health reasons. Um, in in uh, By the opposite extreme, we in America have a problem culturally Uh, With food, with obesity, I think uh, the numbers are around 42% are are said to be obese. And so there's practical health benefits to fasting, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the spiritual benefits of fasting. And so to look at fasting and understand the purpose of fasting, what it's about, we need to start with the subject in the Bible of Humility. And specifically, humility as it relates to prayer. And so we'll start with James chapter 6. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It's actually a quote from Proverbs 3.34. And here's the the larger uh, portion of James. You see, James is talking about prayer. He says in verse three, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, you do not know that friendship. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it is to no purpose that Scripture says he who yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Will exalt you again. The context is prayer, whether it's asking for things we need or uh, coming to Him in repentance. First Peter chapter five, verses five through seven. Again, on the subject of humility and prayer. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves with all humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he, might, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So we humble ourselves before God and we cast our anxieties on the Lord and he cares for us. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 15. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy holy. I dwell in the high and holy place and also with him who is contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. And finally, Matthew chapter 23, verse 12, Jesus Christ himself says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So fasting means is a means of humbling yourself before the Lord. We see an example of that in the book of Ezra. We find that there's a need for protection uh, from a potential attack. In Ezra 8:21 says, "Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God, to seek from Him a safe journey for ourselves and our children and all our goods. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way. Since we had told the king, the hand of our God is for good on all who seek him. And the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and implored our God for this. And he listened to our entreaty. So they humbled themselves and they fasted and they asked God for protection. And he provided that protection. Then we have the case uh, famously of Daniel. Daniel is perceiving that the time of the prophecy of the exile of Israel is to be up, the 70 years. And so he goes to the Lord in prayer, and he goes to the Lord in humility and repentance and fasting. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3 Then I turned my face to the Lord, seeking him by prayer and pleased for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord, my God, and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We've not listened to your servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, refusing to obey your voice. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city Jerusalem. Now, therefore, O God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy for your own sake. O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. And oftentimes we see related to mourning that people also go to the Lord In fasting, as they mourn and humble themselves before the Lord. Daniel 10, verses 2 and 3 is an example. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. So, by definition, fasting is humility, humbling yourselves before the Lord. Humility says, I'm a sinner. And I am in need of your forgiveness. I am in need of your mercy. I am in need of your grace. You are sovereign. You are in control. I'm not in control. I acknowledge that. I need you to provide for me, to sustain me, uh, to heal me from illnesses. I I need you for my daily bread. I need you to provide help against the enemy. Um, It's the opposite of somebody raising a fist Against God and demanding you give me uh, what I want. Instead, bending the knee humbly, coming before God in prayer and in fasting and saying, God, please show me mercy and grace and meet my need because you are my father and you are the one who is in control, not me. The Pharisees fasted twice a week. And Jesus did not criticize the Pharisees for, for fasting. Um, in fact, he assumes that we're going to be fasting. He says, when you fast, here in the text today. Um, but what the Pharisees did was something different than what we have been learning fasting is to be. We speak, for instance, of breakfast, right? You know, it, we break fast. We Eat dinner at night, and then we go all night and sleep, and then we wake up in the morning having not eaten, and we break our fast. That's where breakfast comes from. Well, the Pharisees were doing a brag fast, right? They were bragging. It was it took it took the the purpose and the point and the posture of fasting, and it turned it on its head. It, instead of an opportunity for humility and humbling before the Lord, it was a an opportunity to brag. Before the people. Matthew 6, 16. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. We just uh, visited our family um, in uh, North Carolina last week, and we have a a couple granddaughters and one one granddaughter is, is of an age where. She is really good at fake crying. You know, you know what I mean. They, you know, they, they contort their face and they and they cry with extra volume. You know, it's it's an Academy Award performance. And and yet you know, you know, they just barely fell on their knee. It's really not a big deal, but very good at, at doing that. And that's the idea here in the text of the the Pharisees they were they were doing everything they could, contorting their face and maybe putting ashes on themselves and walking around, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. Aren't I so great because I'm fasting to the Lord and I'm observing this piety and so won't you just pat me on the back here? That's what they were doing. Instead, Jesus says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who who sees in secret Will reward you. So instead of brag fasting, Jesus says, "Do humble fasting." Now it's not just about proper procedure, right? I mean, there's a, there's a sense in which I guess we could we could apply it and say, uh, so instead, um, you know, uh, put on your deodorant, shower, wash your hair. Uh, but we don't really have kind of those cues in public, right? When we're fasting or not fasting, it's we keep it quiet. We're we're uh, we. We keep our fasting between the Lord and between us. And we do our best not to let other people know that we're fasting. It's a, it's a matter of humility. Uh, but even that procedure is, is not simply about, well, if I do the right procedure and I keep it quiet, then, then I'm able to kind of twist God's arm and obligate him to, uh, to come uh, and produce what it is I'm praying for. You know, you can actually... Uh, be quite prideful in your in your quiet fasting. You can uh, you can uh, fast, not tell anybody. And in your heart of hearts, you can say, God, aren't I impressive? You know, look at this. I have uh, not had anything to eat now for uh, three meals. And, um, and um, I think that's rather I think that's rather impressive, don't you? Uh, we can have that attitude towards God, even if we don't say anything to anybody, but we fast Instead, as a way of humbling ourselves before the Lord, not to be seen, not to be patted on the back by people. Um, What is fasting? Uh, Fasting in the Bible, we really haven't defined it here. It's ceasing to eat food for a period of time. And also there are times in the Bible where people will cease to drink any liquid as well. Uh, what fasting is not uh, giving up something other than food. You know, sometimes people talk about giving up something for Lent or, or uh, you know, maybe I'm not going to watch TV for this period. Now that may be very good uh, to do that, but that's not fasting. That's not what the Bible speaks of as fasting. It has to do with food and giving up food. Jesus fasted for forty days. Might I encourage you to set your sights a little lower? Uh, As you think of fasting, if you've never fasted before, maybe give up one meal and devote that time that you would be eating to prayer. Or maybe you can uh, fast for a day, give up three meals during that time. Humble yourself and and devote some of that time uh, to pray as you fast. Um, You know, we live in this time of uh, COVID-19 where people are concerned about their immune system. I'm not, a, uh, I'm not a health expert and I'm not an expert on fasting, but um, you know, I, just in some of my study on fasting for the sermon, I've seen some uh, that claim that fasting actually increases your immune system. I don't know if that's true or not. If you want to be safe, maybe fast for breakfast and lunch and then eat in the evening, um, so not to tax yourselves too much. Um, who should not fast? If there are people with, um, with difficult um, and physical situations, maybe diabetes or other uh, serious health-related concerns, consult your doctor first to find out whether fasting would be good for you or not. Also, if you have an eating disorder, do not fast. And, and let me say this. In Scripture, there's only one place where fasting is commanded, And that is related to the Old Testament um, feast and observance of Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Fasting was uh, required uh, for that day. Uh, That, after Christ, is no longer uh, necessary to be observed. And so we don't have to observe that one day that was commanded that we fast. The Bible commends fasting to us. The Bible says fasting is good and will be a help to us. But I, I say that because I don't want any of you who might have uh, serious physical difficulties or might be struggling with an eating disorder to feel like somehow I'm sinning by not fasting. So let me encourage you to pray and to fast. And um, as you do that, um, there are times when there's corporate fasting that people are called on by uh, their church or by uh, the, the President of the United States or whoever to, to pray and to fast. And, but then there's individual fasting where you just want to do a time of fasting and prayer for your own benefit. So here are some things that would be good to pray and fast about now. Uh, pray and fast for people who are isolated from one another because of um, the coronavirus. There are uh, many and particularly people who are um, homebound. Uh, some in nursing homes uh, that are very lonely. And I'm hearing of this more and more. And so we need to pray for those that are particularly isolated at this time, that they would be encouraged. Uh, We need to pray uh, and fast for our medical professionals. And some of them are very weary. And some of them, frankly, are weary of death. Um, And uh, there are people in the medical profession that deal with death on a regular basis and then add to that... Uh, COVID-19 and its aftermath. And and so there are people who are weary of that. Pray for our nation and our world, uh, that we would humble ourselves, that we would repent, and that we would place our faith in Jesus Christ during this time. And it's also a good time if there's a besetting sin, something in your life uh, that you need to pray and fast over to repent of and ask the Lord to help you In your battle with that particular sin, there may be something that comes to your mind right now uh, that this would be a great thing to do, to spend time praying and fasting. We do not trust in our ability to fast. We do not trust in our ability to be perfectly righteous and perfectly humble. Um, We know there's only one who is perfectly humble and perfectly righteous. The Bible says that if we trust in him, that our righteousness can surpass that of the Pharisees, that we can fast for reasons other than posturing to other people, but truly because we love God and want to serve him. But make no mistake, there's only one perfect faster, that is Jesus Christ. And there's only one person who is perfectly humble, that is Jesus Christ. We struggle with humility all the time, but not Jesus Philippians 2, 8 says, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And so we trust in the perfect humility of Jesus Christ that he did that for us and that he died on the cross for our sin, for our pride and for our seeking the applause of others as opposed to. To the applause of God. You know, I should mention this. Some people have a problem um, with this idea of reward here in the text. And the idea is this, that that we seek our reward from God, not from people. And that's a good thing uh, as we come to him humbly, uh, resting him in him and relying on him, uh, that he will hear our prayer and he will respond uh, to our prayers So humble yourself before the Lord. Come to him in prayer. Come to him in repentance. And that can include fasting. And the Bible says that in grace, he will lift you up. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come to you in humility. And then as we do in prayer and fasting. That you will exalt us, that you'll lift us up, that you'll hear us. And answer our prayer. We come to you as our loving heavenly father. Who has given us everything. In Jesus Christ your son. And we pray this in his name. Amen.